Hello everyone and welcome to Social with the Side of Justice, a multi-episode series where we talk about the various topics centered around the importance of social justice. The main theme of our podcast this year is the lack of diverse representation in literature, film, education, sports, and government. Today, today's episode will be hosted by me, Lexia. And me, Laura. On today's episode, we'll be joined by Corey Giddings, the Director of Player Personnel for the University of Central Florida football program. Mr. Giddings, we just wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for being here today. So first of all, uh, my first question would be, how does it feel to be back in Monmouth County near your old stomping grounds? It feels great. I don't get back often, but whenever I have free time, I generally try to come back for at least a couple days. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So for high school, you went to Ocean Township, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And what was your impression of like the diversity in Ocean when you were in school? In Ocean, uh, the, there was a little bit of diversity. It wasn't, you know, as big as what I saw once I left. But um, they generally tried to uh, make you feel welcome and, and expand on that the best they could. And did that reflect on, like, the sports teams that you were on as well? It did. It did. I played uh, football, basketball, baseball, and um, I mean, football was probably the most diverse going down mm-hmm. to baseball being the least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you find it difficult to be a three-season athlete in high school? It took a lot of work. <laughs> um, one kind of bled right into the other, mm-hmm. and, and there really wasn't much downtime. But mm-hmm. as I grew up, I, I feel like that structure um, prepared me for things to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. We actually, I play soccer and... I play field hockey. Awesome, yeah. yeah. hmm so after high school, you went to Stony Brook College, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how was your like experience um, with the Stony Brook College? Like, did, was it? Did you have a good time? I did. I I love Stony Brook. Um, that's where I met a lot of friends that I keep in touch with today. Um, speaking on the diversity, it expanded there. It was, it was a lot more diverse, um, especially being in New York. So that was a, a great experience. So, um, was the school culture in Stony Brook, did you feel like, did you have like a sense of belonging? I did. I did. Um, with the football team and even with activities outside of football. Okay. So out of all three varsity sports that you played, why did you choose to play football in college? Um, so growing up, baseball was my first sport and Mm -hmm. I I played that year round. Little league. From (laughs) T-ball on Mm -hmm. up. And and then, um, as I guess got into middle school, I wanted to play football, but my mom wouldn't let me. So she said when I got to high school, thinking that I would be over it by then, Mm -hmm. I could play. Mm -hmm. I got to high school, um, played a little bit and got the bug and that kind of set me off. Did you feel it was like your like the best sport that you were like the best at or did you just enjoy like playing it? I enjoyed it. That was the sport that at the time I had the, the most fire for. Mm-hmm. Was it was it like your outlet for high school? It was like, all it was sports were, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that we can relate cuz we do sports in high school and I feel like when we have the season when the season's going on it's um always an outlet mm-hmm. for high school. So um was it uh when you went to Stony Brook College like was it a, was the diversity like a shock to you or did you think like oh this is kind of like my high school it it definitely was more diverse than my high school but um 
you know, I growing up, I also had friends in Long Branch and Neptune. So the diversity itself wasn't a shock to me. It was just being amongst it. So in our research, we saw that you um, interned with the New York Giants. Was this during college or after college? This was after college. Mm, okay. So was it right after college, like fresh out of graduation? Or was there a little bit of time where you were working on other things? So this was probably about, I guess, six years after, after graduating. Immediately after graduating, I came back to this area and coached high school at Red Bank Regional. And then um, I had a brief stint in Kansas where I coached (laughs) junior college. And then from there, I went to the Giants. Wow, that's very nice. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Why did you decide to become a recruiter? That was kind of the heart. That's what I, I deep down inside wanted to do, felt like I was best at, and then kind of just had to coach to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think many of the athletes watching or listening uh, wants to know, uh, what is the recruitment process? For football? Yes. Um, so generally, it starts, you know, freshman year with grades and, wow. and making sure that you stay on top of your grades, make good grades, um, and then as you... You get older, go through your, your different years. Obviously, you have to have some skill in football and, and um, go through the training and everything to, to do that to where generally around your junior year, you can start going to camps and, and uh, going on visits and, and start kind of gauging school's interest in you as a as a prospect I think it's like crazy how the process starts like your freshman year like three years before you graduate like that that's like crazy to me so for the potential candidates um of this recruitment process how do you learn about them do they reach out to you or do they like fill out an application to be recruited yeah there there's a, a bunch of different ways there's uh they can reach out to me um you know Twitter is a is a big thing that we use, so I could come across them on there. Um, it could just be word of mouth through friends, and then uh, generally we have um, questionnaires that that we send out that you could fill out. There's a whole bunch of ways that we're always scouring and looking for potential prospects. Okay, thank you. How do you determine who is a good fit for your team? A lot of time being with them. Obviously, the grades are the first thing. Um, and then, you know, once we kind of identify people, then we bring them on the campus and spend time with them, talk with them, um, talk with their coaches, um, maybe a trainer that they work with, and, and really get a sense of who they are. Okay. So as your position of the, um, like, as a director of the student player personnel, how do you, um, what exactly does your position do? Yeah, well, for me, generally, it's um, identifying and evaluating prospects, um, helping to shape and mold our team. Um, you know, if we're low on one position, knowing that and, and trying to find guys to fill that, or if 
we've got a bunch of seniors that are going to graduate at another position, mm -hmm. making sure that we don't hit that wall to where they graduate and we're left kind of bare in, in that position. How did you how do you become the director of student player personnel? Like, are there certain qualifications or experiences that you need? Um, generally, it's the, the experience of being in recruiting, mm -hmm. um, working your way up through that so that you, you have the, the knowledge of, of what that position entails. It, it's not really a class or a course you can take, but just the overall experience of being working in the, the business to getting there. Was there like um, any recruit specific recruiter or someone that inspired you to like take this position or become, you know, uh, the director? Um, really just people that I've met along the way. Um, they've mm -hmm. kind of confirmed that my passion and my goals are correct. Um, you know, the, the, the one mainstay or the two mainstays are, are my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, ever since I, I guess, right out of college, told them that the long goal and, and what I wanted to do and their mm -hmm. support that that kind of they're very supportive they are very much that's amazing and, and you know through the ups and downs that's that's what kept me going just knowing that I had them to to rely on yeah I'm sure that we can also relate to that like parent support is definitely something that goes a long way for sure it is yeah yeah <laughs> let's see okay so um are they, would you say like they're proud of you or, and, and like they're proud of like um, what position like you've become? Yeah. Um, I think it's more so of they're proud at, like I just, like I said, um, a decade or so ago, you know, I said, this is what I want to do. And, and seeing me work to get there and, and now being here, it's that process that they're proud of more mm -hmm. so than the actual title that I. I hold. That's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how would you determine the amount of scholarships each player gets for being recruited? Um, so generally, like for us, generally, they'll, we'll give them the one scholarship, and we don't split it up to halves or anything like that. It, one scholarship is a full scholarship. And um, it, like I said, that process of talking with them, talking with the family and, and everyone else, and if they're a good fit, then we'll, we'll offer that, that scholarship to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did I answer? Yeah, it did. Yeah. So do you decide this, like the amount of scholarships or just someone else? Is there another position for that? So um, there's the head coach. Mm -hmm. There above me is the, it's a general manager who oversees everything, oversees yeah. everything from personnel to recruiting mm -hmm. to just all aspects yeah. of it. And then, um, you know, the, the coaches, the coordinators, the position coach, we all kind of work together on, on identifying and handing out offers. Okay. All right. Thank you. So since you are a director of player personnel, like, what's your favorite part of your job? Like, I love to evaluate and, and to kind of find the hidden gems mm -hmm. and and maybe you know trusting my gut on the process mm -hmm. you know there's so many services out there that rank guys and 
either they miss guys or they may be higher on guys than other people. Mm -hmm. um, the, the process of identifying and you know making my own opinion on them, and since I've been in this for some time, you now, or I'm now at the point where some of these guys that I've originally evaluated are going to the NFL or or not. So so having that as a as a uh, measuring stick to to see where I'm at and and how I view things. Do you feel like you've inspired anyone or kind of shaped them to become who they are now through um, your position? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, would, I try to, to, I wouldn't say shape people, but to help them along their mm -hmm. way. People that I've met and, and student athletes that I've, I've come across. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't view myself okay. as yeah. that big of a, a deal, but... Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've probably made a difference in someone's life, I would hope for so. Sure. I would yeah. Hope so. Mm -hmm. so what comes next after being the director of player personnel? Yeah, well, um, you know, at UCF, we're, we're now going to Power Five, and which is one of the, the bigger conferences in college football, and wow. we have the opportunity to potentially get into the playoffs and... And see how that goes. So the next step is try to win a, a national championship. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, congrats, congratulations, by the way, on you know making the move to University of Central Florida. Like that's that's amazing. Thank you. So how did you how did that feel like when you first found out? Like wow, like that's I've got this position. It felt great, mm -hmm. um, but kind of like all. Spots that I've been at, you know, that, that wears off quickly and, and mm -hmm. you, you try to get to work and, yeah, of course. and uh, see, see how you can expand. It's, yeah. it's the never-ending grind. What's your vision for this program? Do you feel like I can make a change? Yeah, um, I, I, I hope I can make a change, but it, it's really working with everyone to change the program and the vision is a national championship. Okay. So moving on to, um, you know, the social justice aspect of our podcast. Um, recently, in one of our social justice classes, we listened to a podcast episode from Code Switch. It was, um, it talked about the lack of diversity in the NFL's coaching staff. You know, despite most of the NFL players being black, most of the coaching staff is white. So do you think in your career field, um, there's enough diverse representation? There can be more. Of course. Um, I think it's working there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the timeline on that would be to where you kind of look up and say, I, th I think it's 50-50 or whatever yeah. you desire it to be, but um, it could be more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, That's a great answer. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who would you say has been or is currently your mentor, and why are these mentors so important to you? So many, um, you know, going back to coaching wise, um, when I was coaching at Red Bank Regional, um, coach Nick Giglio, you know, he, he gave me my first opportunity within football as a coach. Um, I was with him for six years and we did great things at Red Bank Regional. He was one. Um, Louis Del Delpra, he was actually my high school baseball coach that was an AD after that at Red Bank Regional. Um, 
I, I mean, I can go at each and every stop, but to, to start with them, they, uh, they kind of set the foundation. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you become a writer for the Bleacher Report, and what was your favorite part of yeah. becoming that? So um, I actually started that during COVID, and, um, you know, I reached out to someone that I knew that was working with that, and was fortunate enough to to get on with that and continue it now and my favorite part is going to the all-star games going to the combine which actually i wasn't able to do this past year (laughs) but um and then like i said having my evaluations out Mm -hmm. there and and um seeing how those guys do it's it's the game within the game for me right (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite piece you wrote? Um, no, I I don't. Okay. I all of them, all of them. Because like I said, you, you you write a piece and give it a year or two, and right. you see how that player does, and mm-hmm. and then you kind of go back and reflect. I think it's really important to be proud of your work and the effort that you put in. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, what's your accuracy rate? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, um, I don't know. I, I probably should go back and check. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Okay. Good enough for them to keep me. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Okay. So how do you decide, like, um, which player to, to write about or which player has your attention? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the way we do it, you know, I, I have two positions, cornerback and safeties. And um, throughout the entire process, I, I would write about 90 reports. And, um, you know, you're starting with the big, well-known guys all the way down to some of the maybe Division two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the big guys are easy. It's the the guys that aren't as known aren't aren't as well known known and it's really just going off of stats and maybe they went they're at all star games and mm-hmm. kind of just many different things to see where they popped up. Okay, so looking back at like you know everything, what's your proudest moment in your career? Professionally. Proudest moment. Um, really, it's it's not the moment. It's it's the, the rare times where I can look back and and see where I came from, and and just having knowing that that was the process that I went through, and and being thirty five, wondering what's ahead of me. That's great. I think that reminds me of like. A really cool quote about um, only look back to see how far you've come. That's like, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the best advice you can give to like athletes? Don't be afraid to work. Um, mm-hmm. Work. You know, find your support system, no matter who it is—parents, friends, people that believe in you—and um, then have a goal and 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 work for it 
no matter what other people say, um, that's the biggest thing. It's your goal is your goal. If people tell you you can't do it, that's that's not for them to say. It's for you to to work towards. That's great. That's a good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Mr. Giddens, uh, we just wanted to thank you again for dining here with us at Social with the Side of Justice. We hope you enjoyed your time with us, and here's your check. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed my time. Thank you. We enjoyed having you on the show. I think it gave us a really different perspective because you don't always see, like, you know, sports. It's always... Um, you know, education or, or maybe a, like someone in the government or someone higher up within, you know, college. So I think that sports, no one really thinks about sports as um, something that could be a part of social justice. Yes. And, so. and it's kind of one of the, one of the things that everybody can relate to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, it's, it gives a new perspective. I, it, I like it. Does. it yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you.